0: Two, three, go tell it to the wall. Tell it to the wall. Go tell it to the wall. Tell it to the wall. All right, wall fans, common censors podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 92 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got a great show for you tonight coming at you from a rainy Los Angeles. I know, I thought we were kind of done with the rain at least for a little while, uh, but we're getting some more rain here in Los Angeles, so hopefully the studio doesn't just completely float away. I'm just kidding, it's not raining like that out there right now. It, it was like a month ago, month or so ago, but it, it has calmed down. Fortunately, as much as I enjoy the rain, I we need a little bit of a break from it at this point. Uh, for the love of God, it's just like, come on, I'm done with the rain, I'm done with it. Uh, all right, like I said, episode 92 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast, and as always, we're going to kick things off with social plugs. Hi, Bridget. Uh, thank you for joining As always. Uh, of course, you can find us during podcasts, after podcasts, before podcast episodes—really, anytime you so please—and you can do so in multiple locations. One of those would be Twitter. Follow us at Tell The Wall Pod on Twitter, as well as at Magic Muppet. That's right, at Tell The Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. One is the official Go Tell To The Wall Twitter account. The other one is my own personal. Twitter account. And of course, we are currently live on Facebook right now. Head on over to Facebook, facebook.com go tell to the wall, like our page, keep up to date on everything. That's where you're going to see all the new episodes posted. Really, they get posted everywhere, and you should be subscribed at this point, so you'll get notified anyway. Uh, but you're going to get other tidbits of common sense throughout the week there on the Facebook page, as well as any another any other announcements that are coming down kind of between episodes and all that good stuff. And, of course, we've got photos and all that good stuff up there, so make sure you like our Facebook page. And YouTube, we are on YouTube. YouTube numbers, they were spiking ridiculously. Uh, lately, they have not been. I don't know what's happening. we got some new videos, like, in the queue that are going up there Uh, So please, please make sure you head over to YouTube Search Go Tell to the Wall Subscribe to our page Like the videos, watch the videos, dislike the videos Do whatever you want I know we're going to get some hate mail Because I'm definitely going to post part of this live feed On the YouTube channel regarding a certain parenting topic That we're going to get into So I'm I'm bracing myself for that Also kind of looking forward to it Because it's like, really, you guys are going to give me a hard time about this one Like the other one was kind of like on the line The same kind of topic I'm talking about This one it's like, no, no, no if you have to defend them at this point, then you need to rethink your life. But I know it's going to come because that's, whenever you go after someone with hardcore fans like that, that's what happens. So head on over to YouTube, like I said, search, go tell wall, subscribe, you can keep up to date on all that stuff. That's where all the live feeds go, the beer reviews, all that good stuff. Uh, and of course, most importantly, all encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be Sean That's right. Bookmark it, Sean O'Rourke live.com. Uh, you're going to get, find links to everything I just mentioned, uh, as well as blog posts, photos that you're not going to find anywhere else. I don't know that there's any videos on there that aren't currently on YouTube, but there might be some videos up there that aren't on YouTube. Uh, But like I said, photos, blog posts, is the only place you're going to be able to find those. Uh, And you're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign. That's right, Patreon campaign, if you so see fit. So see fit. Is that even a phrase? I don't know. Uh, But if you see fit, please, please help us out financially. Every little dollar helps. It keeps the studio running. It keeps Everything going and it keeps it, it enables us to bring in other new concepts and other new stuff to the studio. So please, please, please help us out. I'm actually glad that Bridget has joined early. Uh, Bridget, our on-air producer, who is is uh, so kind as to help us out really during episodes, but also between episodes, keeping everything in line. Uh, and I say that because we it, this is episode ninety two. Which means we are rapidly approaching episode 100. I've said it before. I, I think we we probably already hit 100 episodes because we we not every episode gets a number like episode 92. We have you know holiday specials and all that good stuff, but once we hit the official episode 100. It's going to be a bit of a milestone, and I'm working on putting something together because I would like to get our producers into the studio physically instead of just being connected to us via the live feed, uh, as well as some of our patrons and, of course, our wall supporters, whoever we can get into the studio for that 100th episode. Uh, it might not even take place on a Thursday just because of scheduling and everything else. So I, I haven't really figured it all out yet, but we are going to do something bigger for episode 100 of Go Tell It's the Wall podcast. And like I said, this is episode 92, so we're, what, about two months away, uh, barring any scheduling conflicts and, and everything else before we hit that uh, that episode 100. Bridget is very excited, uh, and that may also be an episode where, where I'll allow some whiskey in the studio, which I know is going to get Bridget very excited because she does not drink beer. That's the only part of the podcast that Bridget does not like is the beer. Not that she doesn't like that we drink beer, but she is not a beer fan at all, at all, uh, so we're going to probably get some whiskey here in the studio, uh, not only for Bridget, but for some of our other wall supporters that, that happen to be whiskey fans, and and I know I've teased it for a while that we're going to have a whiskey episode at some point, so maybe we'll just merge those uh, with episode 100. Speaking of beer and whiskey and drinking, uh, I've got a tasty little brew for you this week from Sierra, Nevada. This is actually a brand new one, I believe, it's been out for a little while, but new is in like this year maybe the past few months and it is the sierra nevada sierra Vesa. sierra besa that's right it's in uh it they describe it as an easy drinking lager so it is a lager i know a lot of the hardcore fans are like lager you don't really get a lot of lagers on here unless they're like a hoppy lager or you know like a czech style uh no that'd be a pilsner we do get some pilsners on here uh, but i'm also a big 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 fan of sierra nevada really want to try this one It's not something I'm going to be buying a lot of, uh, but as my wife said, I made her try it. It is definitely a porch drinking beer. It's a porch drinking beer. This is very nice when the weather gets warm, summertime, a little barbecue action sitting on the porch. Highly recommend this one. It tastes like a, uh, it's it's a tastier Corona is probably the best way I can describe it. Just knowing that most people out there that have ever had a beer have probably had a Corona at some point in their life. Uh, It's definitely a tastier Corona. It is a lager. Keep that in mind. Uh, sitting at five percent alcohol, so it's not super strong like a lot of the IPAs and stuff we get on here. Uh, but still stronger than like a Bud Light and that that good stuff because I think those sit around three point five or something like that. Super tasty, super tasty, really refreshing. I recommend it if you are a a, a tasty lager fan. Uh, I'll maybe during the summer when I'm out barbecuing, I'll have a couple of these. It's just. I like my pale ales. That's, that's just me personally, but I like to get a little variety here on the podcast, and that's why we've got the Sierra Nevada Sierra Vesa. Uh, Chris Chris would like this one. Chris, I'm sure, is is very, very, very busy right now. Uh, Thursdays is the day that his show comes on, the night that his show comes on, but I'll make sure to, uh, to remind him because this is probably one that he would like. He doesn't love the IPAs. He tends to come to me when <laughs> we're hanging out or there's a party. Sean, which one of these is... And I'm like, I'm, and I, I know what kind of beer he likes. It's not like I'm the beer expert. I just n- know his taste. And I happen to n- like usually know the few beers that are sitting in a cooler or a fridge or whatever it is. So this one I will will recommend to our other honor producer, Chris. Mm. It is tasty. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's just in my head where I'm like, I don't like lagers. And I'm like, eh, it's good. You know, it's definitely a warm weather beer. Weirdly, I, I was like, let's celebrate spring and have this in freaking rain and outside. What What can you do? Can't control the weather. Alright, let's get into some social trends. Social trends happening right now on the social platforms, of course mainly Twitter because that's where most people use the hashtags and I can't, there it is. Uh, so let's get into that, some of the things floating around that I find enjoyable. Uh, maybe you'll find enjoyable, maybe you'll hate, but we're going to talk about them anyway because this is my podcast and that's what we get to do. Everyone that's like, like new to the podcast is like, dude, like I, I say these things, It doesn't. I don't really have that big of a head, <laughs> most people can tell you that, I do not have that big of a head. Uh, Alright, one of the hashtags floating around right now, been floating around for like the past uh, few days here, uh, is hashtag windmills cause cancer, hashtag windmills cause cancer. I'm not even going to read any of these for you, uh, I, I'm, I will explain if you're not aware why this is trending right now, so so the Orange Menace uh, less than a week ago came out and said that the, the windmills that if you, especially if you live in California and you drive out east, you're going to see these windmill farms, the big white windmills. And he said that the noise from those windmills causes cancer. This is the same dude that has been pushing coal energy uh, since he started running for president. It, it's mind blowing to me. It's mind blowing to me that this continues to happen. And I've honestly hit the point where I realize, like, does it matter anymore? Does it matter anymore? He says such dumb things. He lies so much that I just I feel like it doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't. He just does whatever he wants, and his supporters are gonna support him, and everyone that hates him still hates him. Uh, and unfortunately, like I said before, pretty sure he's getting reelected in 2020. This is what happened. This was, this is what's happening is all of the candidates that are gonna possibly go up against him. They gotta run against each other, and there's a lot of mudslinging going on right now. The hilarious thing is a lot of the mudslinging is like things that the Orange Menace does, but 10 20 100 fold it's like really really we're we're worried about this dude standing on a table really do you see what's in the white house do you see this it's it's mind blowing to me and we're just at a point where it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore he can do whatever he wants he was right when when he was campaigning and said he could shoot someone on 5th avenue in new york and and nobody would no, he wouldn't get charged it, it's true it's disgusting but it's true that's the point that we're at and I bring, I, I bring that up, the whole 2020 thing, because anyone out there, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely you are not an Orange Menace supporter. Like that, I think we've hit that point. This podcast probably isn't for you. It's it's just not. and I, it, That's fine. I don't need to appeal to everybody. I don't, and I never will. I'm just not going to do that. Uh, but knowing that, that you're probably going to be supporting another candidate, please, 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 at this point in any campaign, just think of the positive things that you want to support in your candidate instead of downgrading every other candidate, ripping them apart at this point, because it's not going to do any good. What's going to happen is the candidate that does come out on top is going to be so beaten and battered and just torn down that anyone on the fence isn't going to vote for that candidate. That's what's going to happen. And don't get it twisted. We're at war right now. We are at war. We have one purpose in 2020, one purpose, and that is to get the orange menace out of the White House. I would vote for a rock. I'm not even kidding. I would vote for a rock over that guy. And I hope all of you would too. Keeping that in mind, please, please, please don't just disparage every other candidate before they even have a chance to get up there and, and face the real challenge that we have here, and that is the Orange Menace. Get a little tangent on the social media stuff there. But honestly, it's been giving me anxiety lately. It really is. I'm like, I can't do another four years of this guy. I can't. I can't do another four years of this guy. And speaking of anxiety... Another hashtag that is trending on social platforms right now, and honestly, I tried to figure out why, uh, is hashtag anxiety. It's trending right now. I'm sure it's trended at other times you know, throughout the history of Twitter and social platforms and stuff, but right now it's trending. It's been trending for like the past day or so. Uh, and like I said, I don't know why, but the good thing is people are sharing their thoughts on anxiety. They're sharing their own struggles with anxiety. So I'm not going to go through any of these like I do some of the funny ones, uh, but I encourage you. If you, need a little, if you need a little encouragement, uh, this would be maybe a good hashtag to check out and see that other people are out there struggling, uh, maybe even get tips on how other people are dealing with anxiety. Trust me, I know this very well. I suffer from AOD, which is Obsessive Anxiety Disorder, which means I not only have anxiety, uh, but I obsess on my anxiety <laughs> to the point that it has become a disorder and it's terrible at times. Uh, so if, if, if you need to, you feel the need, check out that hashtag anxiety. If you have people around you that suffer from depression or anxiety or those kind of symptoms, check out hashtag anxiety. Maybe you can get some tips. And 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 if you even if you don't get tips or some encouragement, maybe you can encourage someone else out there that is sharing that hashtag, hashtag anxiety. All right, now we can get into some fun stuff. Now we get into the fun social trends. Let me get a sip of my Sierra Vesa here. Today, today, April 4th, 2019, probably on the same April. It's probably April 4th every year. I don't know. People just make these days up. Uh, But today, April 4th is hashtag national burrito day. That's right. Hashtag national burrito day. Bridget, what is your favorite kind of burrito? Uh, Because I'll tell you mine right now is a California burrito. This is a San Diego staple. I grew up in San Diego. Uh, it is basically a carne asada burrito with fries stuffed in it as well. It's a California burrito It's what they call it. it's my absolute favorite burrito. They're very difficult to find up here. Uh, there's actually a taco truck not far from me that does a California burrito but they do it with uh, they don't do it with carne asada and I was like nah that's, and, and it's fine if you enjoy that like I'm not I'm not trying to insult that burrito. It's just like that's not the California burrito I grew up with. So whenever I can find one, that's what I do. Uh, and instead, around here, you can actually find carne asada fries, which I do uh, <laughs> which I do quite a bit of. Uh, Bridget's favorite burrito is the kind she's eating at any given moment. <laughs> I guess that kind of is my favorite burrito. Burritos to me are like frozen, like they're like pizza. It's like, I appreciate a good quality pizza, like a good pizza. However, I'm not above throwing a frozen pizza into the oven and enjoying that too. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, I like a good burrito. We got a lot. We got a few good burrito places around here. Got another taco truck. that has got fantastic uh, carnitas burrito, Uh, fantastic food around here. But I've also got some cheap, like, $1 frozen burritos in the fridge or the freezer that sometimes I got to throw in the microwave when I'm real hungry. Uh, So go out, get a burrito. It's National Burrito Day. Uh, People, there there are restaurants that have specials going on, like free burritos, free whatever else. Uh, I say that with one caveat. If you're a racist son of a bitch, no burritos for you. Mm -mm. No burritos for you. Just like that dude at the taco shop in Anaheim. No burrito for you, sir. You're not allowed to be a racist son of a bitch and enjoy the food that comes from the people you are constantly insulting. Come on now. All right, another one I enjoyed. Hashtag cartoon dating problems. Hashtag cartoon dating problems. Now, a lot of people had fun with this. Uh, Like this one, for example, from uh, at Rangoman13. Too much tramp, not enough lady. I think, I think, I think that, yeah, and, and not just for females, but for males, too, sometimes. <laughs> that goes on in the real world, too, not just the cartoon world. Uh, and, of course, I shared my own, which is actually sitting at the top here, uh, that I want to share with all of you. Uh, this is from my own account, at Magic Muppet. Uh, Patty Cake is not as satisfying as Roger Rabbit would leave you, lead you to believe. Hashtag cartoon dating problems. All of the Who Framed Roger Rabbit fans were like, oh, that's good. And everyone else was like, what? I never saw Roger Rabbit. Go watch Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit. Fantastic film. Still hold. It still holds up. I don't care what people say about CGI and everything. Holds up. Don't at me. Is that what the kids say? Don't at me. Right? Yeah, don't at me. Uh, all right, another one I enjoyed. Hashtag, I got caught red-handed. Hashtag, I got caught red-handed When? missing part of this let me go ahead and fix my notes here. when <laughs> really I think they could have worked either way uh, and I want to share this one with you from at the Steve 89 hashtag I got caught red-handed when I had crumbs on my face and he included a gif of cookie monster uh, can you tell I have a two-year-old at home <laughs> like I, I immediately I'm like oh cookie monster <laughs> that's what I do when you have kids at home you're like oh yeah it's funny. We uh, I was talking to someone the other day with a two year old, and they they had like a little bag of toys, and she's pulling them out and share, and showing them to my daughter. I'm like, "Oh, Doc McStuffins!" <laughs> like what? And my daughter doesn't even know what Doc McStuffins is. I just happened to work at Disney when Doc McStuffins was launched, and it was a big deal. Still is a big deal. Uh, so I worked on some of the business for that, having worked for Disney Channel. All right, one more of these I want to share with you. <laughs> Hashtag do's and don'ts at church. Hashtag do's and don'ts at church. I'm going to share this one with you from at Dreamer Nightmare. Uh, Don't get touched by the Holy Spirit. Do get touched by the Holy Spirit. Don't get touched by the priest. Hashtag do's and don'ts at church. I think that's good advice no matter what. But I will tell you, and I just wanted to share this, not even specific stories with you. Uh, I grew up Catholic. I grew up Catholic. I was an altar boy. I taught religious education. I sang in the choir. Went to 13 years of Catholic school. So a lot of my friends, we grew up going to church. Uh, We had a saying when I was a teenager. uh, You party your ass off on Saturday and you ask for forgiveness on Sunday. And that's usually what it was when we were teenagers. And, you know, I had a lot of friends that went to the same church. And you'd be looking across the church and, oh, there's Mikey with his red eyes. (laughs) Like, yeah, we were up late last night. Uh, And then on top of that, there's always very much this tongue-in-cheek. But on top of that, as teenage males do, I'm sure, and I don't mean this in like a nasty way, uh, but I would sit with a couple of my friends at church quite often and we'd be checking out the females that were walking around church and you'd be watching Oh, look who's going to sit down over there and not in like a nasty way, but just like a, Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go buy her a donut after church. <laughs> Anyone that grew up Catholic's like, Oh yeah, donuts after church. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, and in fact, there was a group of, of older ladies, like three or four of them. They would go to the earliest mass of the day you know this earliest service of the day for those of you not familiar with the term mass Uh, and they would go out and they'd start having donuts and they would order coffee and one of them would always have a flask of whiskey and they would sit there and irish up their coffee and then sit outside church and just talk with everyone as they came out of church while they were drinking uh drinking some whiskey in their coffees fantastic Uh, there's some great things about church like drinking (laughs) but there's a lot of bad things and Everyone else has ruined ruined the uh, bad... You know, by bringing the real bad things and the hatred and the bigotry to the forefront. It's unfortunate. Uh, all right, TV, film, and books. Oh, man. I feel, I, I feel like we tangented, but I just had too much in the social realm here. Because we only tangented a little bit there. Uh, TV, film, books. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Uh, Bridget, you, you probably didn't think... That's too much for the girls, right? That... Maybe the girls aren't too old. Bridget has, uh, has two lovely girls. Uh, I don't know if Captain Marvel is probably a little too old for them still. Because I, I know you took uh, Fiona to go see Wonder Woman. I don't know if, if uh, Captain Marvel... Uh, I don't know what the rating on this is. I haven't looked closely. But we did get some news from Captain Marvel, uh, from Disney and Marvel, the, the, uh, the entity under Disney that is Marvel. Captain Marvel is the latest film uh, to bring in $1 billion at the box office. One billion dollars Captain Marvel has brought in. It's officially the seventh Marvel film to hit one billion dollars. Uh, and this is extra great for Captain Marvel uh, because so much for the internet trolls. We had these sexist internet trolls that were basically trying to downgrade uh, Captain Marvel and get people to not go see it and leave terrible, ridiculous reviews even though they hadn't seen it. And it didn't work. Or maybe it worked a little and Captain Marvel would have made two billion Either way, a billion dollars is pretty great at the box office. I'm real happy uh, for Captain Marvel. I'm a big, big Brie Larson fan. I, I, I've enjoyed uh, seeing her in films. Uh, I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet, but I'm, I'm sure I will enjoy uh, enjoy the film once I get around to seeing it. I don't get to go to the theater very much, so that's, uh, I'm kind of saving my next theater trip for the Jay and Silent Bob reboot because I got to see every Kevin Smith film in the theater. It's just I've seen them all in the theater, and I'm going to continue to do so. Oh, Avengers Endgame. Oh God. I, Like is is everyone else tired of being like beat over the head with Avengers Endgame? Like I get it, it's exciting, but it's it's like okay, every day we got new stuff and new trail. It's like Jesus Christ, you're you're just you're really saturating the market here, Marvel, with the Avengers Endgame stuff. But of course, people are buying into it, and maybe this is part of the reason why Captain Marvel made one billion dollars. We've got news that Avengers Endgame tickets are already going for hundreds of dollars on eBay, (laughs) hundreds of dollars. On eBay because they opened up the ticket sales for uh, Avengers Endgame. And, of course, a pe- bunch of people bought them up. And like they do with, with concert tickets and and, uh, and sporting event tickets, apparently they are now doing it with, with uh, opening night tickets for films. Uh, so if, if you were unable to get a ticket for Avengers Endgame for opening night, you can go on to eBay and pay anywhere from $100 up to $500 uh, and get yourself a ticket to see, see it the first night. Uh, to me, this is dumb. I, I, I Just wait. Just wait. Like, seriously, just wait. You don't need to see the damn thing the first night. Uh, I, I understand the appeal of seeing it the first night, but if it's going to cost you $500, don't. That is a waste of $500. That is was a waste of $100. That's a waste of $50. Although, what's a movie ticket cost these days? $40? bucks. <laughs> like, probably, maybe it's not a waste of 50 bucks. It probably close costs close to 50 bucks. But, like, just wait. Just wait. Ugh. More Disney news. God, way too much Disney news this week. Ugh. Dumbo, the Dumbo, the Dumbo live action. We finger quote live action film because the elephants are not live action. They are CGI and all the other animals, whatever other animals are in it are CGI. They're not actual animals. This isn't Milo Notice we're talking about, which is a narrator going over these things. There's like the two people that saw Milo Notice. Otis. They're like, oh yeah, Milo and Otis. Uh, But it opened recently and it has not been doing well. Everyone's very excited about Dumbo. It's funny. I I like I have friends and family that were very excited about Dumbo want to see it. It has not quite been bombing at the theater. We we can't quite say that about it yet like some other Disney films that have come out. Like trust me, I was at Disney when John Carter came. Oh god. Oh, that was a bloodbath. So it's, it's not quite like bombing, but it is not doing well. Not doing well. Uh, And this is just the oversaturation from Disney. You don't you don't need to live action every single film you've had. And it's extra crazy because there's a lot of star power in this film. Quite a bit of star power in this in this particular film and and still not doing well and actually sitting at a 48 percent critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not terrible, but it's not good. Not good, especially for a Disney film, which I, I I don't know the exact budget on Dumbo. I didn't take the time to look it up, but oh boy, I'm sure it's I'm sure that's not good for Disney considering what the budget might have been. Ah, uh, all right, moving along. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. If you're familiar with this, I, I've never watched it. I uh, I've never watched Cowboy Bebop, but I'm very familiar with it. Uh, in fact, when I was in film school and taking some anime classes, a lot of people were like, "You haven't seen Cowboy Bebop?" And I was like, "No, I haven't seen it. I believe." Uh, even Cartoon Network picked it up, uh, at one point in the past, like, 20, 30 years, whenever the heck it was, that it kind of had a, uh, you know, revive. revive. is that even a word? Revival? That's the word I'm looking for. Sometimes words are hard for me. Revival, uh, I believe it was on Cartoon Network, and there's a live action Cowboy Bebop coming to Netflix, and we've got some news out of there. John Cho has been cast as the main character. John Cho. Uh, of of Star Trek, the Star Trek reboot fame, and also uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah, that John Cho. I I, actually, I like him. He's he's uh, he's an enjoyable actor. Uh, that sounded weird. He's an enjoyable actor. I enjoy his work. <laughs> I should say. Always found him uh, funny and talented. Oh, I'm kind of losing my voice a little again. I think this is due to my uh, my my weekend adventures this past weekend, which we'll get into a little bit as we get into music. Oh, oh! Bridget enjoys some John Cho more than just his acting chops. I see. Hmm. Uh, I'll admit he's a, he's an attractive gentleman. I like. You look at it, you're like, yeah. I'm securing my masculinity. He's an attractive gentleman. All right. Some more that uh, TV, film, and books news. Terminator. The new Terminator film is being worked on called Dark Fate. Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, it's a new Terminator film. Like I said, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton. She played the original Sarah Connor. In uh, in both of the original Terminator movies, both Terminator and T2 Judgment Day, uh, we got some set photos released in uh, featuring uh, Hamilton as well as Schwarzenegger. Uh, they're pretty cool. If if you're a Terminator fan, I know there's a lot of Terminator fandom out there, especially like T2 was very very popular. Judgment Day. Uh, the the thing I found most interesting about this, and of course James Cameron is producing and probably directing. I know he's producing, but I'm not sure I'm directing. Uh, The thing I found most interesting is they're ignoring all of the reboots as well as there was like a Sarah Connor Chronicles television series. They're ignoring all of this. So the new film is actually just based on the universe that was created with Terminator and T2 Judgment Day. Uh, Clearly, it's not taking place right after T2, uh, but it is taking place kind of in that universe and not necessarily uh, having anything to do with any of the reboots, which is interesting interesting uh it makes sense to me because t2 judgment day was was by far the most popular terminator film uh of of the entire franchise uh but it, it's just kind of funny when they're like no we're not gonna do any of this right. eh, it didn't happen eh, that, that that stuff didn't happen it's like all right cool but i it, mean it, it always makes sense to me because i'm always for like uh you know what do you call them uh oh my gosh like offshoots of, of films and stuff and it's like i said that about ghostbusters with the newer Ghostbusters film with the all-female like is fantastic, and then the Ghostbusters sequel is coming out, uh, is taking place kind of in a different world, and it's like I'm t- I'm good with both these. Let's let's do it, have that Terminator world, this term- like it's all it's just entertainment. Film is entertainment. If you're entertained, then you're doing a good job. People entertained, you're doing a great job. That's the way I look at it. I'm entertaining this wall, so I'm doing a great job telling it to a wall. <laughs> you know, that that's how I that's how I base my, my self-esteem. Yep, that's what I do. Just kidding, guys. God. I'm okay. I'm okay here. Uh, we have a new Joker film coming out with Joaquin Phoenix. You've probably heard about this. I've not been able to not hear about it. Not been able to not hear about it. I think I'm saying that correctly. I mean, I know it's not not correct grammar and just double negatives. It's good stuff. Uh, the, there's a new trailer that just dropped with Joaquin Phoenix. And we're getting news now. This came out like this week uh, that it's a, there's no Batman in the film. No Batman. It's not a Batman film. It's a Joker film. And there's a new origin story on the Joker. And there's been a little backlash from fans. I, from what I heard, and I I didn't... Personally, I didn't care enough to dive into this. I believe he's a failed comedian now in in this film. And, and that's going to be interesting to kind of play off of. Uh, I'm sure it's not going to be that popular. You, you can't... You can't... Like, nobody can follow... The, Joker should just be retired. Like it's fine in the Gotham series and stuff, like. But as far as films go, just don't do it. Don't do it. Although I will be honest, I didn't think anyone could live up to Nicholson, and I was never a huge Heath Ledger fan. I didn't really love that that re the rebooted Batman, you know, Batman Begins and Dark Knight and all that stuff. I didn't love it, but Heath Ledger was he was fantastic. I mean, he, just fantastic. I, I I would have been creeped out being on the set with with Heath Ledger uh, done up as Joker because it was just absolutely fantastic. Um. All right. One more thing in TV, film, and books, and this is kind of something I've, I've I realized today we should just kind of add, uh, and and it's just kind of extra information because a lot of you, if if you're going to the movies this weekend, you're probably familiar with it. But I want to talk about a few new releases that are coming out this weekend, uh, and I'm just going to run them down. Pet Cemetery is coming out. That's a reboot of Pet Cemetery. I will definitely not be seeing this. I don't care for horror films. Uh, the Best of Enemies is a new film coming out with, uh, oh my gosh, Sam Rockwell. Uh, Teen Spirit, new film coming out with Elle Fanning, all of these are like kind of depressing I think, uh, The Public, looks like a bit of a comedy coming out, and that features a really power packed cast on it, uh, so check that one out, and Missing Link, especially if you have kids, this is an animated film uh, featuring a Sasquatch who is actually the Missing Link uh, all those as well as a few others coming out this weekend. So if you're looking to get out to the movies this weekend, that might be some of the some of the films you might want to go see. Or go see Captain Marvel if you haven't seen it yet. Help them. Really, I'm not saying give money to Disney. <laughs> they got enough freaking money. Uh, but let, let's just shut up the sexist haters that, that were trying to kind of shut down that film. All right, music. I got to get a sip of my beer before this one. Music. I thought about putting this one in tech because it really does have... A little bit to do with tech. Uh, but we're getting more news as far as Google Play uh, and, and Google Play Music and that that good stuff. There's a part of Google Play that is the artist hub. And this is a place for kind of smaller uh, musicians, not smaller in stature, <laughs> smaller fan base-wise musicians to get their music out to the public. So they would do it through this artist hub. Uh, I'm not real familiar with it. I, I I've not I have not gotten artists through the Artist Hub, like listen to artists, uh, nor have I actually put music up on the Artist Hub because I'm not a musician myself. Everything, everything I do either goes through YouTube or it's going through, a, you know, our podcast host Potomatic. Shout out to Potomatic. But we did get an announcement this week that Google Play Artist Hub is shutting down on April 30th, uh, and these the musicians will no longer be able to put their music up on uh, Google Play Artist Hub. And everything is like I said, being moved over to YouTube music. however, YouTube music is not going to offer a feature that is the same as what this artist hub was. So now these musicians are going to have to go through kind of third parties to get their their music onto these platforms, which i like I get to an extent, but I also think that you can just have an account with Spotify, you know and and i'm a I'm a Google Play music user. I'm not a stream I don't stream music. I own like 40 days worth of music. I don't need to stream. I, like it takes it's going to take me a month and a half to get through all of my music if I was listening like beginning to end. So I I listen to my own music through Google Play Music, but but I get the appeal of Spotify. And that's probably just if you know, if, if you're looking for for artists that don't have a huge following and and a big marketing studio behind them, uh then you're probably going to be able, still be able to find them through Spotify. So as far as uh, consuming that music, you're going to be okay. It's just unfortunate for these these smaller-time artists that are not going to be able to put their stuff out as easily. Um, and I want to talk about this past weekend. Oh, man. So I think I mentioned this before. I, I This past weekend, I embarked on, like, a month-and-a-half-long journey to... Uh, oh, excuse me one sec. <coughs> to... Uh, which is going to be concerts for, like, a month-and-a-half. Sorry. And Like I said, I'm losing my voice a little bit. It's still here, but I'm losing it a little bit. Uh, and so, this past weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, uh, I found myself at, at punk rock shows, pop punk shows, whatever you want to call them. Uh, one of them was right here in Highland Park at the, the Hi-Hat, which is interesting. This is a band that I've been following a little bit. They were on a, on a tour a little bit of a nationwide tour, kind of a shorter tour, uh, called the Dolly Rots. They were were great. They were fantastic. They also had another band open for them that I believe is real popular in Los Angeles called Go Betty Go. And I thoroughly enjoyed their show as well. Both great bands. Highly recommend seeing them if they're coming to your area. um, And and you're going to be able to catch them at small venues and stuff because these are are smaller bands. And, And it really took me back to my youth of being at these punk rock shows and like you see a band up on stage, and then you look back, like the next band comes on, and you look back, and they're like standing behind you watching the next band. Like it's it's not the these huge venues and stuff. It's not the artists, you know, in the green room and nowhere else. It's like no, they're they're just hanging out. They're they're hanging out. They're watching a show. They're hanging out by their merch table, whatever else it is, uh, to the point where I I, I found myself in. Not a weird situation, but I, I I was happy I held my tongue. So I'm at the Hi-Hat this past Saturday, and I go up to get a drink. And I'm there with my good friend Laura. Uh, her and I go to concert. In fact, the Sunday concert I went to because she had tickets as a band. She, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but I'm there with my friend Laura, and we walk in. And I'm like, all right, I'm going I'm to go grab beer at the bar, you know, and ask her. I was like, you want something? She's like, yeah, grab me a cider. And so I go up and... And I'm waiting in line. There's, like, a, not a crazy line, but, you know, there's a couple couple people in front of me, so I'm just waiting. There's a little line at the bar. There's people sitting at the bar, but there's clearly a line where people are going up to this one spot at the bar to order drinks. So I wait, and then I get up to the bar, uh, and this young lady, like, sidles up next to me and, like, grabs the bartender and gets his attention and asks, like, orders a drink. And I'm looking, and I, like, I kind of, like, glance over my shoulder at my friend Laura, and I could tell she was, like, what what is this girl doing what what's going on here sures are drinking i'm just i just you know i didn't even make a big deal i was just like all right i'm just gonna stand here like i'm not i'm not in a rush here like it's all good there's this is not a real crowded place and so i was like whatever and so he gives her a drink and i noticed she plops down like a ticket they you know one of those raffle tickets and i'm like all right whatever and so i have my drink and we go and we go to watch the first band which is neither go Betty go nor dolly rots it's some band called fruit and flowers they were okay too and I look up, and they all get on the stage. I look up, and the the woman that comes out wearing a saxophone is actually the woman that cut in front of me to grab a drink. <laughs> and I was like, I turned to my friend Laura. I'm like, Oh man, I'm glad I didn't say anything to her. <laughs> like, be like, What are you doing here? <laughs> hey, Chris. Uh, yeah. So that was that was rather amusing as well. And uh, and, and you know, just a word of advice: if you're going to be at smaller venues like this, uh, just keep in mind that y- you you might have one of the artists right next to you, and you don't want to. <laughs> Like, be like, hey, elbowing them or something. And then they're up on stage and they're like, hey, get out of here. I don't know. I don't know that that would have happened, but it was very amusing. Uh, speaking of amusing, the next night, I go to the Roxy. The Roxy, if you live in Los Angeles, you're familiar with that place. Uh, and that was extra funny because they had a, like a two and a half foot stage. And this one, this was a little bit bigger show. Still a small show, typical of like, you know, 90s punk rock in San Diego, Southern California, well, Bay Area, too. What am I saying? Really everywhere. Uh, I just happen to grow up in San Diego, so that that's my point of reference. Uh, it's this band called Movie Life. I'd never heard of them. Never heard of them. My friend Laura, she needed someone to go with and I was like, I will go to any punk show. Like I'll go pop punk, punk rock, whatever it is. Bubblegum punk. I'm I'm there. You know. And so we go to the Roxy. And I'm just I'm like, okay, whatever. And right away, and my friend she she's the one when we go to concerts we're in the pit. We're even at my age now, we're in the pit. If It's a show we enjoy you know the, the Dolly that oh, we're not in the, there's no pit really going on uh, but she, she goes right up to the stage right up to the stage and I'm like, okay so I go up to the stage too and then the band comes out you know and they have a real big fan uh, fan following they're from New York and Lo- my friend Laura is one of those people she's going nuts and I'm like, oh this is cool you know and I'm bobbing along and stuff and the leads here and comes out He's like he's like this mic is for you guys too I want you singing along with all the songs and I'm going, oh man I'm right right at the front of the stage. I'm telling you, like 10, 15 times throughout the show. He comes and he reaches the mic out to like right where I'm standing. And, and there's other people standing too. The, the extra awkwardness is I'm six foot three. Uh, my friend Laura is not, nor were most of the other people there. They just, they just weren't. And so I see his microphone, like constantly, not right in my face, but constantly coming toward me. And I'm like, and I'm having fun. And I remember just thinking like, ah, dude, like I, I enjoy your music. But I, like, I don't, I don't know a word. I don't know a single word here. Like I, you know, and clearly like I'm not raising my hand at the right time and like, and I wasn't raising my hand at all because I'm like, I don't know this music. It's fantastic. I was enjoying it, but unless I know the music, I don't tend to be like yelling and singing along with it and, you know, put, cause then you look like the idiot who's like, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. Like that's, you know, you just look awkward at that point. Uh, So that was happening. And then on top of that, like I said, two and a half foot stage. Life flashed before my eyes. One of the songs, and and I think I would have been better prepared had I been more familiar with their music. One of the songs come on, and everyone on the everyone on the floor loses their minds, and they're going crazy and stuff. And I look up, and I got my friend Laura like right in front of me, and I'm you know kind of keeping an eye on her because the pits happen. I got kicked in the back of the head at one point, like it's and that's very typical if you if you've been to punk shows. Like, not maliciously, it's just the pit was right behind me, so I'm getting you know pushed around. It's the whole thing, and it's fun. I'm having a blast. <laughs> but I look up, and here's this guy. Must have been five foot six, like not a little, little guy, but not a big dude comes running behind the, the lead singer, like full sprint. I didn't even have time to react. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh God, oh God, two and a half foot stage, not a high up stage that you see at a festival. He comes running full sprint, jumps into the air, like right at me. And I'm like, oh God. And I had barely enough time to react. So I just got my hands up a little bit and I'm like bracing. Fortunately, the dude knew what he was doing because he got past me. and I'm just. I look back, I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, God, thank God. I thought the dude was going to land right on top of me. And I I turned to Laura. Like, I think it was between songs. I was like, who stage dives off a two and a half foot stage? Like, you're not diving. You're just running into people at that point. But the guy did it. So good on him. I don't know if someone behind me got injured, but I didn't. So so good on that guy. Oh, man. And in two weeks, I'll be doing it all again. On the fourteenth, we got the Interrupters. Oh, it's sold out. So if you got your tickets, I'll see you there. But man, it's just, I'm excited about that one. And also coincidentally, I'm seeing a couple bands at the Hi Hat the night before. I'm just a glutton for punishment. I'm getting old, and I don't know how I'm getting through all this stuff. But it's adrenaline. It's adrenaline, and that's why like I'm kind of losing my voice. But I wasn't singing like crazy after the inter- the the show the week after the fourteenth. Oh, yeah. I might be. That voice might be a little gone, but we're going to have to do it because that's Game of Thrones. It's, it's too much going on that week. Too much going on that week. All right. Let's move along some sports. Now that I've bored everyone with my, my old dude at the punk show, you know, which is funny because I wasn't. Go Betty Go's been around. like I, They're like my age. Dolly Rott's maybe a little younger, but close to my age. And that movie life. Like the dude was on stage and he's like, I'm turning 40 this year. And I was like, oh, cool. And I'm looking at him I'm like, oh, this guy's. Maybe like 32, like four. I was like, dude, good on you!" Like, I want to look like that at 40. I mean, I'm close. Uh, but he looked much better than me now, is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Oh, man. All right, some sports. Got a couple quick sports things I want to talk about. Uh, the AAF, the American Alliance of Football. You probably haven't heard of this, because here's the thing. Most of our, most wall fans and common censors are not huge sports fans. Uh, however, I, what, However, I am. But even with myself being a bit of a sports fan, I didn't watch any of this American Alliance of Football stuff. Uh, and it's interesting because they suddenly ended the season was was the regular season was about to end and they were going into playoffs. Uh, suddenly, this week, like this past weekend, it was announced they just completely suspended all operations. Uh, and the, it's unfortunate. Tons of excuses coming out, so I'm not going to get into that. But the reason I bring it up is it's very unfortunate because most of the employees they had thought they had at least two years. Of this. So they'd left other jobs uh, with other organizations to, to kind of, well, to work for and support the American Alliance of Football. And then, like, less than two months into it, it's already dissolved. It's already gone. It's already gone. Uh, and it, they really didn't plan ahead to the extent that players for these teams, these football teams, uh, when the announcement was made, some of them went back to their hotel rooms and found their luggage and belongings literally just piled in the lobby because their team had stopped paying for the hotel rooms. And then on top of that, they had basically like homestays in cities because obviously a lot of these players didn't live in the like six to eight cities or whatever that they were playing in. And they were basically just left out to dry. Now, I'm sure some of those families that they were staying with, you know, out of the goodness of their heart, probably helped them out with a bed for a couple nights while they figured it out. But some of them could have just been thrown out on their ass, like literally. Uh, And this is, it's, it's, it's people's livelihoods. And here's the thing. The people running the organization the American Alliance of football, surprise, surprise, rich white assholes, rich white assholes trying to make money on the backs of athletes as usual, and then failing to make money on the backs of athletes and then not taking care of those athletes that they were trying to make money off of. It's disgusting. It really is like it's I'm really I, I can't do it anymore. I can't. At least with the big stuff like the NFL, there's a, there's a lot of money out there, and there's a, like they get insurance and all this other good stuff. Like As much as I give them a hard time and rant about it, uh, their players are still taken care of to an extent. Should they be taken care of more? Probably, but they're taken care of to an extent. They're, they're not going to come to a hotel and have their bags in the lobby. Man. All right, one more thing with sports I want to talk about. Allie Raisman. Allie Raisman. If you're not familiar with her, she is a gymnast. Uh, was on the gold medal winning gymnastics U.S. gymnastics team from gosh like two two Olympics ago. Uh, I, I'm familiar with her because I watched those Olympics. She also happens to be from Boston, so I kind of <laughs> I'm biased and I followed her a little bit. Uh, you might remember her parents from that particular Olympics. They were like the parents. Uh, both her parents were sitting in the stands, and you'd see them like with with their especially the dad had his face like. And you could see them, like, moving with her routine or whatever. which is. And I remember watching that and I was being like, that's going to be me if I have a kid that does gymnastics. Really, any sport. Uh, so, Allie Raisman, and she was also very much in the news because of the Larry Nasser scandal. Uh, she was one of the people that had to testify against Larry Nasser. She has been working with Airy. Airy is a uh, fitness brand, I believe, only for women, mainly for women. They make, like, uh, yoga pants and, and sports bras and that kind of stuff. Uh, she's been a spokesperson for them for a little while. And they just announced a new venture she's doing. She's doing a new capsule thing. And, and for those of you not familiar with the, the fashion industry, <laughs> I'm not familiar either. But a capsule that, that's kind of like a – you do a few different items uh, for a thing and you have your own design. And then you know maybe they're going to put Allie Raisman's name on it or whatever. Uh, so doing a few items through Aerie uh, with her help. And the cool thing about this is – 15% of the proceeds from this line being done with Airy is going to be donated to Flip the Switch. Flip the Switch is a nonprofit organization uh, that, is, that was created to help abused gymnasts because we found out through this Larry Nassar scandal that quite a few gymnasts were abused. Uh, so good on you, Allie Raceman. Good on you, Aerie. I'm not real familiar with this organization, Bridget. Uh, with the clothing line, Bridget might come out and she might... Call me later and be like, dude, they're doing such bad things. I don't think, I, I don't know that they are uh, because I believe they're very much women empowerment. So I, I don't believe there's anything weird there going on. But good on you, Allie Raceman, and thank you uh, for continuing. And that's what else is great about it to, to continue to bring this awareness about because everyone's kind of forgotten about Larry Nasser. It was a huge thing, Michigan State, and it was huge, you know, a year, year or two ago, and it's really faded. And the problem there is these gymnasts. These poor young women that were abused, uh, it didn't go away for them just because it's not in the news. They are still dealing with it. They're still dealing with it. Man. All right. Uh, I got to make a little note here. Uh, uh All right, mental health. I have a quick thing for mental health this week. Uh, And, in fact, it's really just another good on you. Prince Harry was doing an interview this week. Uh, He was actually at an event at the YMCA there in in well in England, but uh, is it still yeah? I guess it's called the YMCA there too. Uh, and actually talked about and if if you're not familiar with it, uh, Prince Harry has struggled with mental health problems and he's been fairly open about it. As open probably as open as he's allowed to be and you know because the ridiculousness of being attached to the royal family. Uh, but he he's been open about it as much as he could in the past. Uh, and he was talking about it, sat down for a roundtable discussion and I want to I I want to just share this quote with you, uh, and I quote. This is from Prince Harry. Uh, There is too much negativity negativity surrounding mental health, and no wonder it's so hard for young people to actually talk about it. Look at growing up in today's world. Social media is more addictive than drugs and alcohol, yet it's more dangerous because it's normalized and there are no restrictions. He continued, and I quote, We're in really quite a mind-altering time, as well as an exciting time, because everyone in this room has the opportunity to make a real difference and to change the times so so that young people coming through are less connected to their phones, they can be just as connected well, they can be just as connected to their phones if they want to be, but they have to have a human connection as well. Without human connection, when you do have a problem, you have nowhere to go, and the only place you might go is back online end quote And I just I found this very interesting, and i I know we've talked about this before and how social media can be bad for your mental health. Uh, But it's just great to see more and more people talking about not only mental health awareness and mental illness awareness, but the things that are so normalized in our society yet still cause problems like this, problems with mental health, problems for kids, adults. I mean, it's not even teenagers. It's adults as well. It's adults as well. We had the the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, talking a month or so ago about how NBA players have problems and social media, a lot of that can be not completely blamed on, but attested to social media usage. That's what happens. Uh, And and all i got to say is take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And sometimes that means unplugging. As much as I love everybody watching the live feeds all the time and just unplug sometimes. Unplug, go outside, just sit in the sun. Enjoy the fresh air. Unplug, read a book. You know? Unplug, talk to people. In real per, in real life, in person. It's fantastic. I do it all the time. It's, it's great. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend talking to people in person. It's fantastic. Not over text messages, social platforms. Get together, have a cup of coffee. Go for a walk, go for a hike. That's living life. Social media is fine. It just shouldn't run your entire life. Never should. All right, parenting. Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, man. I need a... Oh, God. This one just upsets me so much. I talked about April Fool's Day on the last episode. It's like, just stop. No more April Fool's. This needs to stop. All the April Fool's stuff needs to stop. I'm done with it. And, of course, April Fool's runs rolls around, and everyone's got to be crazy with it. Somebody put out a stupid... That one made me mad, and I was like, God, I I, I actually uh, unfollowed somebody on Facebook this week because I posted a story about April Fool's, and I said, God, I hate April Fool's. And that same person thought it would be funny to share mine without giving me credit with, to what I was sharing. Honest to God, not even give me credit and shared it with, God, I love April Fool's Day. <laughs> That's enough of that. We're not. I'm not following you anymore. You're lucky we're still friends. We're only still friends on the platform because we happen to be friends in real life. It's it's ridiculous. And the most ridiculous thing about all of it, about all of it, is the Lebrant family. This is Cole and Sav. We talked about them a while back when the fires were happening, and they decided to try to cash in on the fire. Literally, literally. I can't remember what episode it is, but you can go to the Common Sense Rant section of the YouTube channel, and you're gonna find it right there. So much hate mail came from that. So much hate mail, like they're not making any money. What do you think they're doing? This is what they—that's literally what they do for a living. Don't tell me they don't make money. Don't tell me that they're making—they're making money off it. That's what they do. That's their job. It's their job. Freaking people. What they did on April Fool's Day, which was this past Monday, April first, right? Was it Monday? Monday? Yes, Monday. They decided to play a prank on their six-year-old daughter, and film it. They told their six-year-old daughter that they had to get rid of her puppy. They had to get rid of her dog. Yeah. So, of course, she started crying, losing it, losing it. And then the video, which I watched a couple seconds of, uh, the dad is laughing. Or no, the mom is laughing, like, in the corner. Thinks it's hilarious that they're making their daughter cry. Hilarious. They're playing this prank. We got to give away your puppy. We can't take care of the puppy anymore. Kid loses it. Six years old. Six years old. Loses it. Of course, they end the video, and and I think the dad at the end says something like, well, maybe that was a little too much. You think, dude? You think? The most ridiculous thing about all of this is the video is still on YouTube. Still on YouTube. This is twofold bad because YouTube a little while ago came out and said they were no longer going to let prank videos go on their site. They weren't going to let prank videos go on their site. This is a prank video. That is exactly what this is. It's a prank video. And then on top of that, why are Cole and Sav just letting this go? Why? They know what's wrong. You know why they're letting it go? Because it's clicks. They have over 8 million subscribers on YouTube and it's clicks. So they're making money every time somebody goes to click on it and watch it. And of course, the comments have been disabled because there's a kid in the video. So you can't even go and comment on there. It's disgusting. It shouldn't be happening. And I hope the LeBrant family loses their YouTube channel completely. I hope they lose their YouTube channel. Colon Sav, get a fucking life. Find something better to do. Stop torturing your children for your own fucking gain. It's disgusting. Your parents first. Your parents first. Take care of your fucking kids. Don't make stupid videos just to get on YouTube. It's stupid. And I I hope they lose their entire channel. I I hope eventually it catches up with them and they lose their entire channel and their entire fan base because it's disgusting. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. That's at least two that I can look at and say you are terrible parents and you're cashing in on something that you shouldn't be cashing in on. Period. Grow up, colon sav. Disgusting. It just it makes me sick. It makes me sick. That's just it's on there. Disgusting. Do better. Alright, some tech news. Let's move on to some tech news. Oh man. Oh, I'm gonna run through some of these pretty quick because we are running a little bit short on time and I knew it was gonna happen like and here comes the hate mail I'm like I already know what's gonna come you need to and one of you need to find something better to do stop like maybe tell the people that you're fans of to find something better to do instead of trying to cash in on running away from a fire when there's people out there who have actually lost their homes people who literally have PTSD from fire <laughs> yeah yeah ask my wife about that one it's not fun. That is not fun. All right, some tech news. Verizon 5G. Verizon, they actually turned on their 5G network a week earlier than expected. So it's actually on right now. If you're in certain areas of Minneapolis and certain areas of Chicago, you might have 5G available to you. Uh, So if you're interested, head on over to Verizon, get a new 5G phone, do the things, have 5G. Awesome. Uh, The Palm phone. We talked about this a while ago. It's a super tiny, like tiny phone from from the same people that made the Palm Pilot. Like, little phone. It was meant to be a companion phone with your larger hand smartphone handset. Uh, they've announced just recently uh, that it can finally be purchased as a standalone device. So you can just have the Palm. You can just have that one. I believe it's still only available through Verizon, but you can just have the Palm instead of having a big phone and a little phone. Personally, like I said before when we talked about it, I want the Palm. I want it. Like, this weekend would have been fantastic. I could have had the Palm in my pocket as I'm, like, in the pit. And, not, and like, I wasn't real worried about my phone. It's just something smaller to carry. It's fantastic. I haven't ridden in a while, but I used to be quite an avid cyclist. Throw that right in the bag instead of having a big smartphone with you the whole time. That's the way to go. Uh, Facebook. As if Facebook needed needed to didn't need to get more creepy. I don't think that sounds right. <laughs> but they don't need to get more creepy, but they are. They're working with Oculus on realistic avatars. Realistic avatars. I've seen some pictures of these. It's a little too realistic for me. I enjoy the cartoon avatars. I don't need weird CGI avatar of myself. Probably scare the hell out of my daughter. Uh, 600 miles. 600 miles. Does that sound like a big distance to go on on an electric car battery? It is, because I don't believe any other electric cars on the market can go that far on a single charge in their battery. Uh, There is a company called Inolith that claims to have done it. It's a Swiss startup. They're in, uh, they're in Switzerland, and they claim to have created a 600 mile electric car battery going 600 miles on one charge. That's fantastic. I could drive up to see my relatives in the Bay Area on one charge. I don't have an electric car right now, but that'd be great. One day, maybe I will. Oh, Google Plus. Rest in peace, Google Plus. Google Plus has officially shuttered. Pour one out for Google Plus. I'm not actually going to pour beer on my studio here. One out for Google Plus. I did not know you well. Probably because you were not that great. But we'll miss you. Google Plus. That's when they tried to compete with Facebook. I do have one friend who was like really enjoyed Google Plus, I and mean, he just loves everything Google. Uh, Amazon. Ooh, Amazon. Those sneaky, sneaky Amazon people. <laughs> it has leaked that they are working on. Uh, alexa powered answer to airpods so bluetooth headphones that are similar to airpods and they're going to be alexa power and of course they are going to be much cheaper than the apple airpods so look forward to those especially if you're an alexa user like that probably be the way to go is is get some of the the uh, amazon air bleh, airpods they're not going to be called airpods but the amazon uh, wireless bluetooth headphones when those come out and they're going to be coming out at some point you know amazon they they're actually they're actually pretty good with the tech. Like I don't I don't own a lot, but everyone I know that has uh like Amazon tech. I mean, technically I have a Ring doorbell, which uh, technically that's Amazon, but they didn't develop it. But like the Alexa, and stuff, everyone I know, they 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 enjoy it. Not a big fan of Amazon itself, but they, like I can't really give them a hard time about their tech when when they've done a decent job. Oh, I have a Kindle. <laughs> I was like I don't really have, an, I have a Kindle. That's god I read the I, that that probably gets more use than my phone. My Kindle does. Uh definitely more use than my tablet. Cause I'm I'm reading on a daily basis, literally daily basis. All right, uh, speaking of airpods. <laughs> so Apple sold wireless charging airpods, wireless charging airpods that were going to uh, were set up to work with a charging pad that they were coming out with. Uh, what were they calling this thing? I can't remember exactly what they're calling it. Not important. It was a charging pad, a wireless charging pad, you know, you just set your phone on it and stuff. Well, news came about today or yesterday. Uh, that they have completely scrapped the charging wireless charging pad because they didn't feel like it was going to be up to the standard that most Apple consumers are used to. So now a bunch of people have bought wireless charging AirPods, and they will not be able to wirelessly charge them. I'd be sending back my AirPods so quick, just because. Like, even if I didn't care about the wireless charging, I'd be sending them back so quick. I'd be like, uh-uh, uh uh-uh. You sold me these as wireless charging AirPods, and they're not wireless charging. ha I just like to mess with Apple. I don't know Uh, why do I care I don't I have nothing against Apple it's just silly I just prefer not to pay twice as much for like something that I could just get the same quality for half the price but I digress let's move on to a couple common sense things because we are running out of time this one I really wanted to share with you there is a lawsuit that has been brought against TGI Fridays it was brought about by a woman in Brooklyn who is suing TGI Fridays because she bought a bag of uh, the, the oh, what are they called, potato skins. I don't know if you've ever seen these. TGI Fridays has these potato skins like in a bag, and they're essentially chips, but they're flavored like the potato skins. So there's like a sour cream and onion one. Personally, I like the bacon and cheese one. They're, they're not bad. They've been around forever. This woman bought a bag of these uh, and brought a lawsuit against TGI Fridays because after she bought the bag and ate them, she realized there was no actual potato skins in the bag. And apparently the Idaho Potato Council or something... And this and I'm Irish here like so like I I will defend potatoes till my death. The Idaho Potato Council has come out and said the potato skins are very healthy for you. So based on that, she is suing TGI Fridays because there are no actual potato skins in the TGI Fridays potato skins chips. Yeah, it's really happening. It's really happening. We live in such a litigious society. My first thought, though, my first thought was, oh, my God, she's going to shit herself when she finds a bag of bugles. You ever had bugles? She's gonna shit herself when there's not a bunch of tiny instruments in that side, in the, inside that bag of bugles. <laughs> and I'm really gonna follow this lawsuit because I hope, I really hope she loses <laughs> like so badly. Uh, and the, the extra great thing is this article I was reading. It talks. It was a dollar ninety nine bag of chips. She's suing for five million dollars. I, I don't what pain and suffering. I, I don't even understand. I don't understand. Like this one of all the over litigious things. This one is definitely at the top there, toward the top at least. All right. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. You know the good old Chick-fil-A. I talked a couple weeks ago. We should not be eating Chick-fil-A anymore. If if you're a friend of this podcast, you're a friend of the, Go Tell to the Wall, uh, and especially if you're uh, uh Especially if you're you're a fan a fan, if you're uh, compassionate to the LGBTQ community, you should not be eating Chick Fil A. And we've got some more new some recent news on that. Uh, they lost two separate contracts to open restaurants in airports. I believe it was the Buffalo Airport and the San Antonio Airport. If I remember the other one correctly, lost both those contracts uh, over their stance on uh, LGBTQ community. Of course, it makes sense. Keep them out of there. Get them out of here. God, that was very Orange Menace like. That's actually what I was going for, but I don't, nothing like the Orange Menace. Get him out of here. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, But no, no, no airport for you. Just like the burritos and the racist white dudes, no airport for you, you racist Chick fil A people. Not even, I mean, they're probably racist too. Bigoted. They just hate, they just hate gay people. It's, it's disgusting. It's terrible that, like, that we just, and everyone's like, oh, Chick fil A. You know what's crazy is, what's crazy is the people that I know that are biggest fans of Chick-fil-A, and I think some of them are still eating Chick-fil-A, happen to be part of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community. It's like, dude, I don't even eat it. What are you doing? <laughs> like, Huh, oh, people. All right, one more piece of news from Pap's Blue Ribbon. Oh, that high-quality beer that you can find really anywhere in any store and uh, really at any bar here in my neighborhood because, you know, hipsters like their PBR. Uh, they just announced two new beers they're going to be putting out. One of them is a higher strength, Paps Blue Ribbon. looks like it's going to be called Paps Blue Ribbon Extra. And also a non-alcoholic version of PBR. Uh, so hipsters, rejoice. New PBR for you. I'll drink it if it's in a cooler. I'm I, like... The, the the day and I should Bridget tell Chris this for me, or I'll tell him the next time I see him. Uh, the day I go into a bar and order a PBR, one exception would be if I'm at a, if I'm at like a concert and it's like, well, it's either a PBR or like a Bud Light or something. Then I'm you know, but if I go to a real bar and order a Pabst Blue Ribbon, uh, take take me straight to psychiatric checking because I've I've probably started onset early onset dementia or something because that is not me. That's pro- that would be like that whole thing. Of you've been kidnapped, what is the one thing you would tweet so everyone knows you've been kidnapped? And mine would be "I love Pabst Blue Ribbon." You would you would know immediately. Wall fans, common censors. If you see that tweet come out from at Magic Muppet or at Tell the Wall Pod, I have been kidnapped because I'm not drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon by choice. Uh, thank you, Bridget. Bri- Bridget, I think Bridget's like, ooh. I hope Sean does order a Pabst Blue Ribbon at <laughs> the bar next <laughs> time. She's like, she's. I know she's sitting there going. Sean, you probably need to be checked out anyway. (laughs) I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, All right, wall fans. Mm. Oh, man. That's going to do it for us this week. This has been episode 92 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Of course, on Facebook, where we are currently live, Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, don't forget YouTube, head on over there, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our channel, and of course, most importantly, would be Sean O'Rourke Live.com. Make sure you are bookmarked there, checking back often for all kinds of great updates and exclusive content. As I mentioned, This has been episode 92 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.